<laughs> can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, all is well. Beautiful. We may commence. Are you drinking Utopia or is this just water? It is vile. It is. Um, so I don't know if you know the company Noco. Uh, like a Swedish BCAAs with caffeine drink. Okay. And we knew a girl that worked for them many moons ago and she gave us like, like a lot of them. And I just been trying to use them cause they have caffeine, but they're not the best tasting. And I fucking mixed it because there was only half a can left. And I mixed it with like the rest of this Diet Dr. Pepper that I had. And Ugh. it's just, <laughs> it's not good. But I'm like, eh, that sounds it. horrendous. Jesus Christ. It's terrible. Don't ever do that. Do you still have any Utopia left? Yeah, I you actually, like, um, I hit up Ben and I was like, hey, man, I bought like years worth when I saw you last. And I'm starting to run out. No, no, no. I was starting to go bad. So. He was like, yeah, like, here's a code, like, you know, if you buy a shitload, you can, like, get the same deal, but, like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna do that, then you should put them in the fridge, I guess, um, or freeze it, and even though it's powder and there's no moisture in there, like, being frozen will, or being cold will, like, preserve it longer, so, yeah, I still, still use it, they don't have the flavors that I use anymore, um, but I mean, I still use it. I don't even know what's like if they like push it, push product anymore or what. But I mean, I buy it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure because obviously I was sponsored by Ben when he was DeNovo, sponsored by him for a little bit while he was Elemental. I have not seen anything. I don't really know. Um, are you? Were you a strawberry kiwi guy? I was. I love the pineapple coconut. That was my fucking shit. No, nah, I'm a strawberry kiwi guy, but. Yeah, uh, it's this one. No, this is Tropical Punch, but this was one of the ones that did, Tina just had randomly because I was starting to run out. But yeah, Strawberry Kiwi for sure. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm a fucking... I, I, I've I been doing it like every day for years. So, I mean, I'm still alive. <laughs> like <laughs> like long term. Like what, it, like what happens if I... I'm pretty sure that if I miss it, I'll just it'll just suck for a little bit, but it won't be the end of the world. Because it's like people. I mean, how many Americans start every day with coffee? Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean. But... And then they don't have it in their fucking zombie. But you could like suck it up. It just sucks for like three days, right? Two, three days. I honestly don't know because I've never taken any prolonged break from stimulants. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> like you take half a scoop of taupe and you're fine. Like I've definitely, I've, I've kind of chilled out, I guess more recently. Cause I just switched most of my caffeine intake to just coffee. But I mean, there was a time where like, I would just take like two scoops just to work. Like it was bad. That's crazy. I mean, the MIT days, I remember you just, it was weird because I'm, I'm West coast. Right. So like, I'll be up late as shit and I would like, communicate with you or message you or something or like comment on something and then you'd respond and i'm like what the fuck dude why is he awake oh my god man i can't like i think back to that and it's just i think of all the the nights and the like the the nightly rituals that i had and the different schedules i had from year to year because you you coached me for all of it all of that all all of it. it was it was death and every year was was different. I remember my my sophomore year 
was definitely the worst of it. Like I remember being up doing problem sets in the chapter, like our, our fraternity house's chapter room from like one in the morning to like six in the morning, like every fucking day. Looking back on that, what do you, like, do you feel like it helped you at all? Yes. At all. I do. I really do. Um, you know, I've, people have asked me like, you know, like if I had the opportunity to do like MIT again, like would I do it? Like, do I feel like I got something out of it? Because clearly I'm not doing anything with my degree. Uh And, you know, I think my answer would be different if I had to pay for it myself. Like I was very, very fortunate that my parents were able to send me to college. I didn't have to worry about student debt or loans or anything like that. Um, So my answer might've been different, but assuming that I could financially be in a position to do it again like the the main things that i really learned from all of that like just the 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 late nights and the the like suffering through work and just feeling overwhelmed with stuff was like on the other side of things that seem death agonizing and like they're the worst pain ever and and you feel in those moments leading up to an exam or just in the moments of feeling like you've lost control that like the world is over. Like every time you're on the other side of it, you're like, I'm alive. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to yeah. be like, and now I'm equipped to, to move forward better. And like that I think has been one of my big learning experiences, you know, just having gone through a tough academic career. I, th- I think a lot of uh, young guys, they have that anxiousness and that fear of, the, of like failure, but I mean, at the end of the day, see, when I was in school, I want to say it was like my first or second year in junior college. I was like, wait a minute. I don't have to do this if I don't want. Like I (laughs) I started to realize, I said, wait a fucking minute. I said, for me, it was like when the iPhone came out, I was like, this fucking thing is crazy, right? Like this thing can literally be anything and do anything that you want it to do. Um, And then... I just, I just felt like I had a lot more, I wasn't limited to, you know, cause like growing up, it's like, well, uh, if you don't do good in school, I had so many fucking teachers that told me that because my handwriting was sloppy, I wasn't going to make it like in life. They're <laughs> like, you're fucked. Like you, you better learn how to write. You better learn how to write or you're going to be screwed. Like, especially, you know, when I was really young and then fucking computers happened. Um, and technology just, became a thing and and then apple changed the world and then it was just like you don't have to write shit now you know what i'm saying um and it's crazy like it's it's you know me being a little bit older it's just interesting like seeing that and i don't know i don't know if it was my personality or what but i really learned like i don't have to do what other i okay i don't like like school is like a path that in my opinion, like, like you're going to go through school, you're going to graduate high school, you're going to get into college. And when, and it's weird because like when you graduate high school, you might not know exactly what you really love to do yet. I don't think any fucking kid that graduates high school knows like, this is what I want to do. Right. Some do, some don't. I would say the majority, vast majority, vast majority doesn't. So most of the time kids just pick something or they go in a direction, their parents push them in or whatever. And then like halfway through that, they either realize this is fucking shit. I don't want to do this or this doesn't make me happy or they just, they just like don't have free will and they just eat shit. Like they just, 
do it. Like their parents tell them to do it. They hate it. They're miserable. And I'm curious, like what, you know, if you look at all the people that just fucking suck it up and get through it and, you know, follow a path somebody else set for them, like where do they end up versus, um, I mean, did you, didn't you have a change? I don't remember if you were going halfway through it and you were like, you like change your mind on like a sub on like subjects or whatever. Yeah. So I did, I ended up finishing that first major anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that did happen, but I, I kind of want to address what you're saying there first. Like it is such a, a, an unfortunate like layout for, for school. I, I do think school is important for, for a mm-hmm. lot of reasons. I think that, you know, the, at least up until socially, now, I think, uh, yeah, well, yes, I think exactly yeah. what you're saying. Like socially, there's no other real world for kids to be in other than school, right? Like school yeah. is the best, you know, uh, microcosm of the real world that you can inject them into and get them to interact with other people, mm-hmm. other people like them, other people different than them, learn how to, you know, be charismatic and make friends, learn how to, you know, form relationships and all that sort of stuff. So that's an obvious necessity of it. You know, I think that with the direction that technology is going and all the seemingly limitless ways that you can make a living, I think that, you know, school is becoming, you know, maybe from like a subject to subject level, like less important. Um, but I do think at some level, the the challenge of it is is really important. And, and for some can be pretty formative. Like I think that school in many ways fails a ton of people, but you know, even in my, you know, in my, in my instance or example for, you know, for what MIT was for me, you know, it didn't push me to a path of, you know, becoming a phenomenal engineer and working my way up a fortune 500 company. Like it was, albeit a very expensive way to do this, but it was a, a way for me to learn how to, deal with adversity, overcome challenge, problem solve. And like I said, you know, maybe that's not the, the most efficient way to get through that experience or learn that lesson, but it was, it was the lesson I got and I'm, and I'm thankful for it. Um, it's, it's funny because I have a lot of friends, you know, you said, where do these people end up? I have a lot of friends that I was, you know, were in my fraternity or they were just friends that I made while in school who loved it, who were like, I love this major. I love these classes. Like I'm working really hard in school. That's what I'm supposed to do. And I have one fraternity brother that I can think of. Who's like, yeah, like I'm fucking miserable. Like I just want to quit my job and go teach snowboarding in fucking Vail. And then I have another friend who like got fired from their job recently and hasn't been able to find anything. And they're just like traveling the world with their significant other. And it's like, you did all the things right. And you either are no longer in the position you were supposed to be under someone else's discretion, or Mm. you realize like, Hey, this is not what really fucking matters to me at all. And I just want to, to be fulfilled in some other completely non-academic area. And I think what makes it especially difficult for like the quote unquote nerdy kids or like the smart kids is that their checkpoints all throughout life are the approval of some teacher or administrator That's like, fucked. because they were good at all those things. They get conditioned to believe that their validity or their worth is a reflection of, of the approval of these people. So it's like when you, 
when you either don't get it or you get to a point in your life where like you're out in the real world and that doesn't even really exist as much or exist in the same way. It's you're like a fish out of water. You're like, what the fuck do I do? Yeah. It's man. You said a lot of, uh, said a lot of good shit. Um, it's interesting. The, like me just like being really aware of like what, what's going on in the world and, you know, hearing about your buddy getting laid off, I would imagine he probably was working in something that had to do with technology perhaps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, all those, all those guys got hit really hard and you know, it's just, it just sucks. I think for me, I just don't like the idea of, um, it's like your fate is in somebody else's hands. And like, there's so many times, I mean, there's stuff that happens in like, like the government, like even the way they handle like, you know, inflation and like COVID and all of that. Um, they literally came out recently and were like, we honestly didn't even like think that far ahead. And it's like, <laughs> like you're messing with like people's oh, lives yeah. and like the, the world. Fed talking about inflation and being like, oh, we just thought it was transitory. We didn't, we didn't really think that it was going to be. It's like, dude, you can't. <sighs> it's just bad because it's like everybody keeps saying that like, dude, like the kids that are working now that try to get their retirements, like they're just not going to be there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen in the next like, you know, 20, 30 years, but it's just, it's just uh, really interesting to see where things are going. And, you know, it's, I definitely feel like school, um, going back to school, like for me, when I think about all my schooling, like I'm, I never, like none of it was a waste of time in my opinion. Like, like even the, like just because of the, you know, I mean, I played football for a lot of it and, and even like, I think playing, uh, I did play at a, a junior college and then I went to an NAI school in, uh, Leavenworth, Kansas, very <laughs> dangerous place. Um, but, but going through that and like leaving my, I remember the day that like, you know, I was leaving my brother and my mom and I was with my girlfriend at the time. And I was like, really like sad to leave them because I was going to pursue this thing and, and, and whatever. And that year of being over there, that first year, I grew up like I evolved as a human. Like I was on my own. I had to, I had to, you know, do everything like buy furniture, like be super organized, like keep up with everything and um, everything that I went through when I was at Pierce and then even high school, there, there's nothing about school that I feel like, wow, I completely wasted my time during this period. It was all like, it gave me the social skills to be able to be the person that I am today. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's super valuable. That's super, super fucking valuable. Um, you know, if you're, and that's kind of one of the cool things about school is like, if you're a really, like, you don't have like good social skills, but you're like insanely good at like studying and maybe you're good at coding or whatever. Um, like I knew a guy who he, he got out of high school and then he got into a trade right away. Like he instantly learned how to like code. And then like, he was making like six figures, like this is like almost 10 years ago back when that was like a shitload of money. And like, he just, he, he in high school, it kind of put him on that path. And then he like knew he got right into that trade and then, you know, he got a job and he can support himself. But there's other people like myself who I was like, wow, social media is really powerful. Like the iPhone's crazy. Like you could do all kinds of stuff with it. Um, and you know, like using my social skills and like just, playing sports my whole life was able to get into this. I was actually going to school for sports management 
Um, which in a way I kind of like do that now, right? You got to manage different personalities and different people. And, and it's just interesting, but I mean, I know some people that like, I mean, shit, they went to school, they became, uh, like really, you know, they got really good jobs at like big companies, like, and, and they're balling. So, you know, it's just, I just feel like a lot of kids, I don't want to tell kids like, don't go to school, but I want to tell them that like all that pain and suffering that you're feeling because you want to pass this test. And you like, if you don't get a fucking hundred percent, then you're a failure. It's like kind of like not healthy. And I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's good for them to go through that or, or go through that pain. Um, but I just feel like if they were to just take it to step back and breathe and like, like execute, like study, like do, if you do all the steps, McGregor's a shithead, but sometimes he says good stuff. Like before he like, got corrupt by money and stuff he he has a line that was like it was something about like i think they asked him um like why are you are you not scared to go into this fight like khabib's a beast and he fucking smashes everyone and he was all like oh like you know my preparation is like on point so that gives me the courage to go into the fight and know that like because i had a good prep i'm gonna do well um obviously got smashed but like uh i mean his preparation compared to growing up in like a rock village like fighting bears is like completely different levels of struggle but swimming against uh, the current (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's just there's just no chance but um you know if you if you study well it's like it's like you go into the test you've done all the studying you've done everything that you need to do and you get to the test and there's there's like really no reason for you to feel like nervous um, but you're still nervous and, and I don't necessarily think that nervousness is a, is a, is a bad thing only if it prevents you from being able to, you know, being able to execute now doing a, taking a test is different, right? It's not like a physical thing where to execute physically, you need to be, your mind has to be in a certain place to be able to like follow through. Whereas like on a test, you know, you could like skip over a question, answer the ones that are easy and then come back and you have a certain amount of time, whatever. So I don't know. I just feel like a lot of kids suffer and they put themselves through a lot of fucking pain. Um, I mean, I know, man, I have some young guys that like, they just are, I'm like, I'm like, Oh, are you in, are you in law? You studying for finals? Oh, you're trading's fucked. Like, you you know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) you could put it together. You did it. I mean, it was hard. It's hard. It was like, you fucking, I felt like you were like, you were making it by somehow, but it's not a, uh, um, when I was working with you and Rob, you know, Rob Escalante, I used to tell him, I used to tell him like, Sean's fucking dying with school and still like hitting his days or whatever, this and that, you know what I'm saying? And I would use you as like a, I mean, you're not supposed to do that but for him <laughs> because I, because I know him and it was like a little bit different of a relationship. I, 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 I was like, fuck man. I was like, I know, I know, I know you look up to Sean. I don't know if you guys were tight then. But I was like, I mean, Sean's surviving it. He's getting through it. So if he could do it, I mean, you could do it too. You just got to fucking, what's Gary V say? Yeah, man, just got to, just got to eat shit. You got to eat shit, man. Fucking sell it on Amazon. <laughs> He's like, bro, I flipped, I flipped a, I flipped a pencil into a house. <laughs> Dude, he's so corny, man. I can't, I can't stand Gary V, but. Yeah, dude, it's, I made a video on YouTube about college because it is something that I'm like very passionate about in, in terms of like helping a lot of these young kids because, you know, I went through like the most extreme or rigorous like academic thing that I could. And, and fortunately, I came out on the other side being able to do something that I love. But it, it's unfortunate 
And it's just like really upsetting to see kids who either get crushed by the system and they just fail miserably and it just breaks them or they follow the system to a T and then they just come out and none of what they were promised is there for them. So, you know, to your point of like, I don't want to tell kids not to go to school, but you know, it is, it is really one of those things where, you know, what you said earlier on is so true that, you know, no matter what you study in high school and you get your, you know, hundreds and you take your AP Mm -hmm. exams and you fucking crush them, it's like, you don't really know what you want to do and you'll never truly know probably until you're, you're an adult really. And when you have these kids, you know, killing themselves for the degree and, you know, potentially taking on student debt, it's like, the bottom line is that it's getting more expensive to live, to just simply exist. Yeah. Most households have to have both, you know, partners working. It's like, you know, we can talk all about, you know, doing what, what makes you happy and all this sort of stuff. But like, you have to be able to financially support yourself. And, you know, it's just, I I wish the system were different, you know, because like I said, it's, you know, people are either, are, are either buried or crushed by the pressure when the system should be just encouraging them to, to think or to, find a skill and double down on it and hone in on it in like a very passionate and exploratory way or two two things come to mind. Um, (laughs) one, the, I don't know if I send it to you, but it was like the army soldier. Uh, he's like a hundred years old and he was talking about how like the kids these days are not going to have the opportunities that he had. Cause like back in the day you could like graduate from school and then go work and then you can make like good money and like get a house and like, you're good. Like, there's no, yeah. you know, it was, it was a different time back then. It was like the American dream, right? Like you just, if you're ready to work, you're good to go. Yeah. Um, but now, and I talked to my brother like this a lot and I, and he's really been thinking about moving to a different state um, because it's just like, you know, you could make like, uh, like 80,000, 90,000 a year in California. And like, you're not going to be able to do shit. <laughs> Like you can't like literally it's like, you're not going to be able to do anything. And I'm just, I thought about it and I was like, yeah, like if you want to move to wherever, like, and you, you can like actually like be in a position to potentially get a house and like make a life for yourself. Absolutely. I would like, you know, encourage you to do that because here it's just, I mean, we need like a catastrophic crash or something to happen to lower the price because the housing here is just like the the amount even like my house the how much has gone up like every year it doesn't even make sense like it's it's you know like i look at my redfin and i see the value of the house like it's like a really steady like up and to the right and then like the last two years it's like like it just it just you know and that's yeah. what we talked about earlier just with like you know inflation and everything but um it's just messed up it's just not what kids when you said people are not getting what they're promised yeah i mean um, there's a lot of people that got into industries that i mean if they really go through with the electric car thing which supposedly all these laws that say like gas cars need to be like phased out you know in the next uh i don't know what 13 years something like that i mean imagine like you got to learn a whole new thing you just spent you were doing that your whole life anybody that's doing like a big business in oil or whatever like they're going to, you know, that's going to hold, that's going to change. Like, I don't know. Technology is always changing and what you think is always there for you, you know, may not be there. And you know, it's, it's a, it's a scary, risky thing. Like there's no security is like really hard to come by. 
the more that I think about it, it's like here, here in LA, it's like, you had to have made it already. Like you can't, like, it's so hard to like get your feet under you, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, you can always hustle and do different things, but it's just tough. And there's no like super safe. There's no like super safe option. Like you remember, I don't know. I've been thinking about this a little bit lately and it's like when you're younger and you have like a kid that like wants to pursue a sport. Right. And the parents always say like, Oh, well like make sure you have a plan B, make sure you have a plan B. Right. And it's just like, it's like, Oh, if you, if you have the plan B, then there's going to be times where I feel like you're not all in, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, um, like for me, when I was like, uh, 18, 19, 20, 21, I started to realize like, okay, like I'm, you know, I'm 5'10". Like I'm not going to be super <laughs> tall. So basketball is probably not like, not going to probably work out for me. I mean, who knows if I like went into it, like you never know. It's, but probably not. Um, and then I got into football and I really loved football and I went through that. And then when I got to the next, like higher levels of football, I started to see the talent and I made a lot of friends with like fucking insane athletes. Like just, they didn't even make sense. Like, Six foot three, fucking 230 pounds, eats like dog shit, shredded as fuck, runs a fucking four, four, like insane, like just not, just not human. And, um, you know, I, I, and I, and I just started to like, realize like I have talents and value in certain areas, but like being a physical specimen, um, is not like, like, I'm not, I'm not like these guys, you know what I mean? Like now, now for me, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I got stubby legs. I could squat heavy. I feel like genetically, like I was built to like carry heavy shit up a mountain. Like that's, I, I don't know. I have like these short legs, this long torso and, and these short arms. Uh, and I, you know, and I hold muscle, my legs really easy, you know? So I feel like whatever my ancestors did, like that was probably what they, what they were good for. Um, but you know, it's just, you gotta, you gotta, I really like doubling down on your strengths, man. Like once you figure out what your strengths are, like, because because if you can be better than other people, like it's all it is in life. It's like, you're just trying to, and as much as fucked up as it sounds, you know, I mean, it's, it's weird. It's like everything, maybe it's cause I grew up in LA, but it's like, everything is a fucking competition. And it's like, you, you want to, you want to be doing something where like, if you already, like if, if you're already naturally gifted at something, right and you really lean into that i feel like you're going to be able to get ahead of like all the other people that are trying to compete against you right um you know even when i look at like uh fucking stocks the stock market or investing right it's like the people that can control their emotions and like have foresight and make intelligent decisions when like everything's going to fucking hell are the ones that like and actually like hit the sell button when they're up. Those are the ones that actually like make it. Whereas like, you know, most people are emotional. Most people, they're not logical. Most people like they're going to be, you know, they're going to lose. And that's a, what's it called? The zero sum game. Is, is that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like, it's fucked, but it's like, it is what it is. And um, I would like to think that like, Oh, like, you know, there's enough room for everybody to make it. But in reality, it's like, it's like a small amount of people at the top are going to be able yeah. to like run it. And there's going to be a lot of people that are going to try to aspire to that thing. And they're just never going to, they're just never going to make it there. Um, and there's a lot of different reasons why, but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. That doesn't mean that as a person, they're not, you know, valuable. It's like, for example, I like take powerlifting, right? Fucking everybody wants to coach, right? Everybody wants to coach, right? Um, 
but I, 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 it's, it's coaching is weird because like, I like any intermediate could probably coach a beginner and any advanced person could probably coach an intermediate that, that like, I say that like, like very, like there's like a big asterisk because like you could be strong and be a fucking idiot and you can be like, um, someone like myself, or I don't know if you would put yourself in this category where like, we have to work like really, really hard to like, be able to get to where we were or where we are as lifters and um so we're very we're very much like okay like how do i solve this problem to improve like ben for example right that ben is a good example of someone who like lifting and getting super strong didn't come super easy to him so he had to like think super hard and make sure you know what i'm saying like does that make sense like like you have like um yeah you have like like those people that like they it doesn't come easy to them so they have to like they have to be a little bit more analytical. They have to be a little bit more like make sure that their variables are on point. Whereas there's going to be other people that are just going to fucking be better than them. And they don't even know what they're doing. That's why it's really dangerous when somebody who's like, they train on like Omega low frequency and like they're super strong and they don't have to worry about a weight class. Uh, That's just one example. Um, And they could like, and, and they give people, you know, advice, but they don't understand that like that works for them. And they're a very specific kind of person, right? They got to be able to, you know, oh, the, well, this works for me, but like, this is not something that, you know, I'd recommend for you, whatever. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, just on that example of being a coach, being a coach is not like, like, in my opinion, like, like there's a lot, like a lot of people, you know, X's and O's are like a very, like, there's a lot of people with good pro- programming, right? It's gone beyond that now. It's like, it's like, there's a lot of things that go into like being a good mentor. There's a lot of guys and and i've been around a long time i'd say like two or three powerlifting generations and um there's not many like like obviously i worked with you for almost 5 years and but like your personality and like how you are um yeah i mean i definitely like there's no there's no reason why you wouldn't succeed you know uh being able to mentor the people that look up to you and like having some sort of influence and that's that's an important thing right um, because there are going to be people that want to learn specifically from Sean, just like, you know, I have my personality and, and stuff like that. And I feel like we have a, a lot of overlap. Um, but it's just, it's just, a, it's just, a, a, I don't even know if there's an exact word for it, but there's something about um, being a mentor of sorts. That is a quality that not a lot of people like have, like, yeah. I mean, we're pres- we're teachers, right? Like we're yeah. literally just teaching all the time. That's like, that's like what we're doing. And oh, absolutely. But there's a lot of other pressure too. It's not just it's not just like you know you're a teacher in the classroom and like you're gonna always have students every year and it's like a new new you know fresh faces that are just coming to you and you're always gonna teach them. It's like you gotta make it. You gotta you're out there in the wild yeah. west. Like we gotta fucking yeah. We gotta just <clears throat> survive. I mean, that goes back to what you were saying before about like everything being a competition and and a zero sum game. And there are going to be people at the top and there are going to be people at the bottom. Like, I think it's a good thing because we want to tell everybody that they should seek that growth. They should seek reaching that level and seeing the distribution, right? Seeing the fucking losers where you're like, I don't want to be that 
inspires yeah. you. Seeing the people that are directly on your level and saying, I want to beat that person. And then seeing mm -hmm. the people way above you that you're like, I want to be like that person. Yeah. If you don't have that distribution, you don't ever get the greats, right? If everyone's on the same level, even if it is like, you know, if you took mm -hmm. this curve and said everyone was like, quote unquote, above average. It's like, if you eliminate the differentiation, not only is everyone relatively the same now, and there is no better than others, but like the, the competitive spirit comes from being able to feel shameful of those low lows and then be aspirational of those high highs. Fucking, uh, self-hatred is a hell of a motivator, but I don't <laughs> think that that works for like certain people. Like, like it, like if I hate myself a lot, I'm a, you're gonna see me very shredded, and I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> um, shit, what was I gonna say? Oh, and then and then you know I'm not here to say like like yeah man like you guys all fucking suck at coaching like you're never gonna make it no like you gotta you could you could try that and pursue that path and go down that path and and it might work for you it might not it's it might, you know for some people it's gonna take many years to be able to sustain themselves and some people. If they do a good job, they might right away be able to to, to make it. But I, I believe, and this goes back to school too, whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's a degree, whether it's a, a passion, whether it's whatever it is, as you're pursuing that thing with everything that you have, like you're fucking like literally really put your soul into something. Um, along that path, you're going to find out like, wow, I'm fucking dying, but this is so fulfilling for me. I want to yeah. die more. Yeah. Or you're going to be like, wow, this shit is not like what, what I enjoy. I kind of feel like I enjoy this thing. Like, let me, let me try to, you know, and I'm kind of better at that. Let me, let me try to do that. So, yeah. you know, it's, um, it, it's not, like I said, like school is not, not necessarily, it's not a waste. If you don't end up using your degree, you pursued something and it helped you learn a lot about yourself. You had to interact with a lot of different people. Like I said, man, the social, yeah. like, uh, fucking gain from school is so goddamn valuable it is like some people will never like they just you can't buy that right yeah. like you know what i mean like it's oh, just absolutely. i don't know how to describe it it's like being able to you know know how to interact with people and i hate being formal but i could do it i could do it if i have to you know and it's just just not like something that i prefer but it's uh you know those are skills that you know it's 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 such a good thing to gain and and that the the through adversity any adversity could be school adversity could be sports adversity i got my fucking ass kicked by our our high school coaches like we we would start the summer with like 80 people and we would finish with like 35 but there were 35 motherfuckers and we would just destroy people you know what i mean like yeah. and it was it's a micro sort of like world of that like high school football but it like carries over to other things and um even if it just teaches people to not give up sometimes or 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 you know like i actually the other day funny story i was at a 24-hour fitness and i was doing uh i was doing upper body just messing around and i actually saw one of the guys who I played football with, who I actually like gave a security job for six months at this hotel that I used to manage the security for. And he was a great dude because he, I mean, he had already played so many years of football and, and, you know, we we're already at like the college level and he was a great dude. And I remember he tried out for a couple NFL teams that couldn't make it because making it to the NFL is fucking impossible. So like the people that make it is like, they're insane. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, so he, that didn't work out for him. 
but he ended up like marrying one of the girls that worked at the front at the job that I got him and he has like two kids now and he's doing he's like super happy and I'm like I'm like fuck man like a job that like we were just doing to like survive ended up leading to a way more meaningful thing and I was just I I was so happy that there are two humans that exist now because like so <laughs> because of like a little you know what I mean like it's yeah it's no, it, dude, yeah you know what I mean and it, it's such a I don't know if you're like this too, but like for me, um, you know, my, my teammates from football, like a lot of them, like, like I still follow them and I, and I hope they're doing all right. You know what I mean? Like I see them and I'm like, Oh man, like that guy was such a good guy. A lot of them have kids now. Um, some of them have good jobs, some of them not doing too well. And it's just like, I, I, I hope that all those boys out there that were, you know, in the trenches with me that I just hope that they're, uh, I can't see them failing, honestly, because of the shit we went through. I don't see them, you know, and, and you just got to find meaning, whether that's be, uh, you know, raising, you know, two little kids or, or maybe you have a, I think about Tom Brady, when I think of these kinds of people where they like, you're so fucking obsessed with being the best at something that like, like you are inspiring the people because you're so good at it. And like, you're so like, you just want to be the, the absolute, um, just killer at this one thing and you might be a hard person to be around sometimes but and i think you kind of went through phases like that where like you're just like fucking this is my thing that i'm gonna zone in at and nothing matters and then as time goes on i think you know some of the some of the like i guess biggest companies in the world were started by guys like that right like like steve jobs fucking you know bill gates even though he's like trying to take over the world and (laughs) Elon and stuff like that. Like those guys, like they're just like, fuck, I have feel like I have a purpose or, or, or something that could really change the world. And like, yes, they make insane wealth, but like that wasn't their priority. It's like, yeah, you know, I can make this thing and, and it could, it could change the game. So, you know, there, there, there are a couple of things I want to, to address in everything that you just said. Cause there's, Mm. there's two, there's two things that I think have been really valuable for me especially in the past year that have just been like totally instrumental to my growth and like my peace of mind is like, you know, this, this is something I think I've tried to carry, carry with myself for a while, but, but I've really, really doubled down on it in in the past year is like, I don't really believe in wasted time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that was something you kind of alluded to earlier because, you know, I've kind of, I've talked about this on social media a bit. I've talked about this on some podcasts, like, I'm not a religious person, I wouldn't say, but I've started exploring Christianity. And, you know, you, you talk to some people who are like really religious and they, they always view anything on their path, whether it's horrible and it's the worst thing in the world, or if it's fantastic, they kind of view it as, okay, like God has me, like it's God's plan to bring me ultimately to the point that I'm supposed to be at. So when they finally reach the point of success or fulfillment or happiness, they look back in hindsight and say, all of that was necessary to get me there. And even before my exploration of any sort of religion, I always had this mindset in a more like universal way where I was like, well, you know, you know, you, you've, you've probably seen in like, you know, movies when they talk about like time travel, they're like, oh, you alter one thing in the past and mm-hmm. everything changes, you know, in a, in a dramatic way. And I've always kind of looked at my life that way where people ask like, oh, do you regret this? Or do you wish this didn't happen? I'm like, I'm here where I am now. And there's no guarantee that if that one thing, even if it was just like an isolated relationship that I had, or like an isolated instance, 
there's no guarantee that if that thing weren't there, that I would have ended up where I am now. And right, I'm yeah. always trying to improve my my current situation. So I really don't believe in in wasted time. Um, the the second thing that you talked about with like Tom Brady and the obsession bit is. Uh-huh. It's kind of a hard lesson I've had to learn, you know, in the past year, because I've always really resonated with being that type of person, being the person yeah. who's very obsessive and just redlines things and is like, the job's not done till the job's not done. And I think the thing that I've realized and the way that I view now a lot of these people is I've gotten to the point where I've, I've done that. I've played that character and I kind of view them as like, like martyrs or like, billboards for this concept of being obsessed and the reason i say that is like it's exactly what you're saying like relationships get fractured if you are like you're tough to be around you're unhappy like listen to like elon musk talk about how he's just like miserable and he has all these like failed relationships with all these women and like those people in my mind serve a role in society to inspire people to take just a fraction of that to enrich their own lives. But a lot of times, if you're seeking happiness and fulfillment, if you take all of that and you go all in on that, you are missing out on so much more of life. And I think that's not something that's commonly discussed. And that was something that I thought was the right way for me to conduct myself in every single thing that I did. And it really took in, you know these last six, eight months to realize that like that's not that's not how I want to live my life. That's not how most people want to live their life. And it's, that's, that's actually, I have it written down here. I have a, I have one fifty eighty. Let me explain. Um, I don't know how you feel about Jordan Peterson, but sometimes he says some good stuff and he said, there's, there's, you know, you can have the super athlete that is fucking obsessed with just being the best that goes. So do you want to be 150% in one area of your life? You're better than everybody else. Like you're better than 99.9% of people in that. And you can do that. And it's going to be insane to watch and people will pay money to watch you, you know, but you need to like be a fucking robot to do that. Or would you rather be like 80% in like a lot of areas of your life? Right. And, and I don't know if that's the best example, but I get what he's saying. And like, for me, I learned this is what some, school taught me this. If I take, if I take more than 12 units and I'm fucking in football season, I'm going to fucking suck ass in one of them. It's going to be so hard. And I'm going to ignore my girlfriend. I am. I just like, like, it's just, it's just like, literally I have no energy for her. Like, it's just, it's just, it, it is what it is. And then I realize like, okay, like, well, if I do some in the summer, then like, you know, in winter, then like I could like do a little bit less here and a little bit less there. Like, you know, not let certain things go to shit. And I just, I mean, for me personally, right? I like, I have no, I have micromanaged everything to our, like, I don't have that much room in my life for like, you know, like if I fucking want a kid one day or something, then something has to change. Like for sure. Right now, you know, I'm still pretty young. I could, I could still grind a little bit more, uh, you know, eh, 10, 10, 15 more years. I don't know. We'll see, you know, and, and, and then like, but like, it's weird. Cause like, as you get older, like, like I like taking care of stuff. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, and I feel like it would, it would, uh, you know, you just, you said it to me a couple months ago. Um, 
you you were saying something about like when you're a certain age, you know, what do you do? You, like, like, what are you grinding for? <laughs> what do we cry? I said this to myself a lot. I'm like, why am I slaving? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what am I slaving for? It's like, and I've said this to, to Tina many times. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, like there has to be like a break. Like there has to be a, there's so many, so much shit in the world like to do. And, and, um, you know, I, I think being like super obsessive about like a, a goal when you're 20, 21, you know, super young like that. I feel like you got to be a little bit crazy. You got to be a little bit selfish. You got to be a little bit like, I'm fucking like, I need to get, I need to get, I need to get where I need to go. I got the energy, I got the time. Let's do it. And um, it's, but- an, it's an investment too for the future because, yeah, you know, I'm sure like I know in my experience, like being that crazy has gotten me to where I am. Being that mm-hmm. crazy has gotten you to where you are. And I think the thing, and I'm sorry to cut you off. I'll let you get back no, to you're good, you're saying, good. but I think the thing that really lends itself to being able to do that is no one has their ability to handle relationships figured out. Nobody understands what their own values are. Nobody knows where their boundaries are. Nobody knows what they want out of another person. So you can be a fucking psycho and neglect people and it's not going to fucking matter because five, seven years down the road, you're going to figure it out. The person you're going to end up with Mm -hmm. has it figured out. And then at that point, you have everything set up to cater to that. That's your opportunity. That's the zone of your life where you get to focus on that. And now you've hopefully use those earlier years to yeah. build something that can support that. Yeah. And it, it sucks when <clears throat> I think, especially me, like it was like, it was like, Joe, you're going to have a house and like, like dinner every night, but like, you got to figure out everything else. So, so for me, it was just like early on, it was always like survive, survive, survive. And then after so many years, you kind of take a second and like, wow, like I built like this legacy, I built all this shit. And like, I don't need to worry about, a lot of the shit that I worried about when I was younger, if I need, if I was a medical bill, I could just fucking pay it uh, a year and a half, about 18 months ago, two years ago, my dogs got into it really bad and they were like bloody and everything. And my mom was freaking out about how we're going to pay for it. I was like, I'll just take care of it. Like it happens. Like, what are we, like, what am I going to do? Like, I love my dogs. I'm not going to let them fucking die. Like, let's just handle, handle it. And my mom was like, my mom was just like confused. Like, like, what do you mean? This is not going to like break us. I'm like, no, like it's okay mom like don't worry because she you know what i'm saying and and it's and it was a very rewarding thing to be able to do that but then once you don't have to worry about survival you get you you know you take a step back and it's like okay well what is meaningful to me like what do i what do i enjoy doing and i mean obviously you know doing what we do is like very rewarding um and i'm and i'm it's like the best job ever but it's it's uh it was a lot. It was really hard in the beginning. And I, I, I don't like, I think I feel that like the, the early days of flex, like the early days of like, of like the stuff that, that I was doing and you were there along with me and just those, those really early days. I personally feel like we showed a lot of people like how, like how to do it and that it could be done. And that like, you know, I, when kids, but there's, there's another thing. There's a lot of kids that are like, somebody asked me in a Q and a uh, thing recently that like, like, can you make a living powerlifting? And I was just like, I don't, I would not want anyone to go that path. <laughs> like, like that is, you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta be, you know, it's, it's such a, 
it's such a fucking hard thing to do. Like anything, you know what I mean? You got people have to understand that like they see you, they see me, they see, um, who else is there? There's like the other organizations and they're very super few and powerlifting is a lot smaller than people think. Um, and it's just, it's just, I just don't, I don't feel like you should devote your life to, um, I don't know. I actually don't know if powerlifting is going to be like a bigger thing. Like, I don't know if it's its biggest now or if it was bigger, like a couple of years ago. I don't, I, tr- I, I yeah. don't know. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, I have another thing here in my notes, lesson, lessons from religion. Now, when you said that, when you said you were exploring religion, I didn't think like, Oh, like you think there's a spaceman in the sky. That's going to like change the world with like the snap of his fingers. I think that in religion there's lessons there like there's actually like tangible applicable like lessons there that somebody had to fucking come up with at some point right a lot of that shit is super extreme um but like we have the ability to like read it um okay my mom for example she she's like a lot more religious than me right she grew up in a different time and uh i think it was for christmas she had like a Bible there and I was like, let me just fucking start reading this shit. Right. So I started reading some stuff and I was like, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good, uh, little life lesson right there. Like, is, is this, did this actually like, you know, somebody write this like 2000 years ago? Like, is that, is that actually like something that happened? Like how are the lessons from 2000 years ago? Like, like, you know, you can apply it today. It was just fucking interesting to me. You know what I'm saying? Like hit super, super, old like history i mean that's that's what i see does i see the i i mean i believe some stuff in the bible probably happened right like i don't know about like the crazy shit but like you know what i'm saying like some yeah. some of the stuff in there probably definitely happened um and whoever was smart enough at that time to, to be able to write because like it was like a privilege to be able to read and write put it down somewhere and it made it all the way till today you know and that's or the whole shit was like you know, someone figured it out like the 1500s, like, yo, we could like manipulate the world and like, let's change this shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, let's put our own values in there and make people like subservient to the church. And I don't know, but it was just, it's just interesting to me. Like I, I like hearing the opposing views or not opposing views, just like, like some of the, you know, the non, not, I don't want to offend anyone, but it's like, Say what you want to say, man. There's some stuff in religion that obviously is fucking nuts, right? Like, it's crazy. Like, if you take it, like, for exactly what it is, it's it, it's just insane, right? Um, But some of that stuff actually is – it might be a little crazy, but if people follow that, it might give them hope and help them get through a tough situation or get through life or, or I don't even know what. And I remember many years ago – um. I don't know where I saw it or who, who, who said it or what, but it was like, there are some professional athletes that are like super, like they have like a faith, right? Like I have a faith in like a higher being or whatever, but that faith like gets them through all the bullshit and adversity that they deal with in their sport. And whether it's there or not, it still, it still puts them in a mindset that allows them to persevere. And it's, it's just fucking interesting how that we just, people just sometimes need something to believe in or something to, you know, whether it's there or not, it's the, it's the hope. I don't know if you saw Thor, this last Thor, but there's nah, a, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but there's a, but like the whole story of Gore, I mean, this is not really a spoiler. Is like he, 
he was someone that was super religious and always prayed to the gods. And when they didn't answer him, he started to believe they weren't real. But then when he realized they were real, they just weren't answering him. He got super vengeful. And then he just went on this warpath. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's like that. It's like that movie we saw. He did impossible shit. It was like, uh, there's nothing a man can't do when he realizes uh, there's no God. This is from a movie. Um, but yeah, it's a weird, it's an interesting quote, but it's, it's kind of true. Like all that crazy shit that you got through that you were believing in like something like that was you, you know what I mean? Like, like to that person that's saying that it's like when Thor was like, fuck, I'm nothing without my hammer. And his dad was like, this is in the other Thor with the hella, whatever. He was like, what do you fucking mean? You're the Lord of hammers. No, you're the guy fucking God of thunder, brother. Like this is all you baby. And then after that, he just like evolved. So, yeah. I mean, for what what I was going to say, I guess it kind of runs. I, I think the, the conclusion you draw is the same, but it comes from like the opposite perspective is like, I don't think you could beat someone who has faith. Like when you talk about those super religious people, because it is, if they truly have it, it is unwavering, right? Like yeah, when you believe in yourself, you can be really, really confident, right? But if you get fucking crushed you get evicted your fucking wife cheats on you like the world just comes crashing down it's like there's the logical part of your brain that's like all right i'm getting fucking torched right now like maybe i don't have confidence but the people who have like the true undying faith in a in a god in a higher being they lean into that i think and i've and i've seen i get that i've seen people talk about this in studies that like the brain activity of people who are that religious is different like I, I genuinely, really? yeah, I, I believe that they have just a, a, like I said, like this unwavering faith that really won't let them give up, right? It's like, if you are that invested in, you can't give up. It is impossible because this person, this, this being is all loving, all powerful, whatever. Um, I totally get that. Yeah. yeah so it's like. If you believe it, if you believe that, I mean, shit, there is a, there is a God out there and he is like, he is helping me through these situations. I mean, that is a, uh, because they believe it. Right. So they think that's real. Now, if I, if I were to just like think of the reality where like, holy shit, like the fucking heavens open up and you just see like, you know, a sign from God when something happens, I mean, when I was in the Midwest and I saw the thunder and I felt the weather out there, I was like, okay, I know why people are religious now. <laughs> like, that shit is like, like, my fucking car windows are rattling to the, to the sound of the lightning or the thunder above me. And I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, that's some powerful shit, brother. And so, I mean, if you believe in that, I mean, it's, it's, it can really help you. And I'm not trying to, I don't fucking know anything. Nobody fucking knows anything. Who knows? For all we know, fucking aliens gonna show up one day and be like i am the god that you guys wrote about i am whatever this and that right yep nobody nobody fucking knows um but i i do i do believe that like i said there can be there's value in stories there's value in you know things like that and i think religion um it kind of gives people a a path or a or uh yeah like a path like like a guide for life almost yeah i mean that's exactly what it is like i think that 
you know, I've, like I said, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a religious person. I've definitely explored it. I've definitely learned to value uh, the teachings of the Bible a lot more in, in recent time. But I think that I've become a, a lot more of a traditionalist. And I really don't think that we could have had a society with, um, you know, a moral code and the, and the kind of lessons mm. that you see without religion. I really don't believe that. And I think that time and time again, we get shown that based on, you know, the direction that things have been going in, in society. Um, you know, one of the other things is like, you know, you, what you mentioned, you're like, wow, like, I can't believe, you know, these people came up with these lessons so many thousands of years ago. And how did this happen? Like, I think one thing that we are just deceived on is that, that life is better now and that we're smarter now. I, I just don't believe that that's true. I really don't like think of think of life all of is the, better now and that we're smarter now. I think that we have been led to believe that every new age of, of human society is an improvement upon the last one. And I don't, I don't believe that. I think, where do you think those, we topped out? I, I think, I mean, I think that it's, I don't think that we top out. I think that you go in cycles, you know, you think of, of the, the, the palaces and the architecture that these, ancient societies were able to build with fractions of the technology that we have now. You think of the mathematics that they were able to derive with, a f with fractions of the computational power, if any of the yeah. computational power we have now, like clearly people were fucking smart. Yeah. Right. And I think that a lot of the fulfilling stuff that we've talked about earlier on in this call we only get delayed from seeing because of all the like fucked up shit we're taught to value yeah. in earlier years. Yeah. I think that we have a lot to learn from some of these older societies and, yeah. and we're kind of taught in school that it's, it was the, it was a darker age or a more primitive age. And it's like, dude, I'm only fucking 26. And I've gotten to the point now where I'm like, dude, I just want to fucking live in the mountains with a wife and kids and have a yeah. fucking farm. And it's like, who yeah. knew that the most fulfilling thing was the thing that I could have done fucking 250 years ago and didn't need an iPhone to realize it? Well, yeah, I mean, I remember that Wolverine movie where he was like in the woods or with like the his girl. She has like red hair and he's just like peaceful. You know what I mean? He like leaves everything. And then I think like one day they come for him and like she ends up getting killed and then he just fucking goes nuts. Right. Like they, because he's like a weapon, right. He's, he's a weapon X. Um, but I mean, I think at the end of the day, we all just want to watch the sunrise, uh, over a grateful universe. Right. But there's just like <laughs> so much, like there's a lot of stuff in the world that I want to see and do. And, um, you know, my, my, my mindset has always been like, for like while i'm younger like i'm just gonna bleed i'm gonna die and i'm just gonna continue to grind and then once i once i get to a certain point it's like it's like is my mom good is my brother good are my boys good all right yeah i need i need to chill the fuck out you know what i'm saying like it's it's um but i mean like i said along the way we are passing that like lessons through like what we're doing to like younger people. I mean, there's kids right now that are 1920 that are learning shit, um, that have the like opportunity to be like, like mentored at a young age to where like when they're 25, 30, 
35, they're going to be so much farther ahead. And they're going to, you know, I mean, you're 26, right? I'm six years older than you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I didn't have someone when I was your age, like when you first came to me, I didn't have someone like that to kind of help me through. I had always, you know, so I, one of the things benefits of playing sports was like, I had, I had, you know, there were in high school, I had, I had good coaches. Like, like there's a lot of value in all the mentors of all the sports that I played. Right. Even when I would fucking, when I was like 16 years old and I would play basketball at the park league during the summer, I really would like, like be involved and like ask my, ask our coach at the time questions. And like my coach for that basketball league was also my science teacher. His name was Mr. Flowers. He was like a super tall, skinny black dude with dreads. Um, my mom loved him and his wife. Like he was, he was like, I was like, his like fucking extra son. He had a son. His name was Trey. And, but like we, he would like, taught me so much shit, man. He just taught me a lot of shit and, and, and really like gave me values. And, um, you know, that's why I feel like, like a dad is like so fucking important, man. Like it's, seriously, like maybe I'm biased, um, because I'm a dude and like, you know, just my upbringing, but like, it, it's so important. It's so fucking important. Just like a, not to say that like, you know, moms can't teach you like good life lessons too, but like, there's like a, it's a perfect balance between like the mom and the dad, like there's the dad's no going to teach you. Yes. No you fucking need them both. That's yep. it. And that's and, and some reason people don't seem to believe that moms teach mom lessons and dads teach dad lessons, man. It's yes. Everybody needs both. And, and it's, you know, I think of, you know, I'm very thankful for the relationship that I have with my parents. But, you know, mm-hmm. one thing I also wanted to say is like those mentors that you have when you're going through adolescence and young adulthood can make or fucking break you because in modern society, we get sent off to school. We don't see our parents for most of the day yeah. or at least half the day. So who the fuck is raising your kids during that time? I feel like I'm at such an advantage having had all of yeah. those upstanding just strong-willed like masculine coaches and mentors all those years because what about my peers who didn't play sports and they were in classes with teachers who didn't give a shit and they're just the same you know it's just a different rotation of 30 kids in front of them and they finish their nine period day of school and then they fucking go home and they play on their game boy and they have no lessons they have no one to look toward for anything in 10th grade i had a crazy he was different. He had a crazy like teacher that he didn't shave and it, like he had like long gray hair and a long beard, right? And he was like obsessed with like like uh body weight exercises and he would always he would tell he would be like he would be like Mr. Franzo and he would slap her chest like that and he would go he would go when he would say when they basically taught me to question authority. He would say when they tell you that you're supposed to do X, Y, Z, you ask why. And I never forgot that. And he was very different and he, he fucking didn't wear deodorant and smelled like shit, (laughs) but he was a good, but like, like he taught us history, but he literally was like, okay, what's the curriculum or what's the lesson from that? Or I'm going to take that and I'm going to teach you guys that fuck all this other shit, right? Like fuck all the dates and all that. Like what's the lesson from this time period? Like what's the thing, right? He was a great teacher, but he was always in trouble with like 
the the like uh like the higher ups like we always had someone from the from the back office like sitting in the back of the room you know once a month or something like that but he taught me a lot of super valuable shit and he always used to tell me like like it's like question like if you don't get something asked like you know um and and he would always say that he was a very like like an older value type type of guy and and he was like i said he was fucking weird but but like he but like i got the gist of what he was trying to teach us and he was he he was like super interesting he's kind of kind of a hippie also um but i mean i just remember that fucking guy and i remember what he taught me i also remember my fourth grade teacher who would you know and i teach me shit like back at back then that i keep with me today and i'll never forget rest in peace i had a linebackers coach from high school his name was coach p and he was really fucking hard on us and it was super hard on me but uh i was a captain and he like was i could tell he was investing a lot in me but he would always pull me aside if he lost it or if he went like kind of overboard and he would like explain you know what he was really trying to get across and i'll never forget this right during the day he would do security at the school um like he he would just like like i don't know if you have like security if you've ever seen them, but they just like kind of like roam the school and they make sure kids aren't out when they're not supposed to be. Um, and my girlfriend at the time gave me a like bracelet. It was like purple or some shit. Right. And I was wearing it on my wrist. So he called, he goes, Joey, he's like, come here, come here, man. Come here. So he's like, your girl gave you that. He's like, all right. So he takes it off and he ties it to my uh, zipper on my backpack. And he goes, that way, you know, you're making her happy. You're still using it, da, 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 but you're not fucking walking around with some pink shit on your wrist. And I always, <laughs> and I always thought of that. And I always thought of that. And I was just like, I don't really know. Like, like, I don't know why I have that memory to this day, but I saw that as like, he had no reason to like, tell me that. Like, there was no, like, like other than like, maybe, maybe he's looking out for me. You know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe, you know, I don't know what he's doing, but he did that. And I just remembered him doing that. Um, he used to put pads on and practice with us. He would fuck our shit up. Cause he's obviously like 220 pounds. He's a grown ass <laughs> man. Um, and, and the, yeah, I just remember like, tell me a lot of shit. The way, the way he died was like, I think he had like a, it was weird. He was trying like an all liquid diet and he had like a micronutrient imbalance supposedly. And that like caused a fucking brain aneurysm or something. And he just died. And I was like, Jesus. And and I was like, this is impossible. You know what I mean? Like, like, I don't know. It's just insane. Um, it's just insane. You never know, you know, when the good ones can go, but I don't know. It was just, uh, I remember those things and like you yourself, you know, uh, my brother, me, we might say something to a young guy that really looks up to us. You know, when they say never meet your heroes, I never want to be one of those guys that like they meet their heroes and like you suck. And yeah. they're like, wow, this guy's fucking trash. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you never know like what you could say to someone that might send them on their fucking villain arc. You know what I'm saying? Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, it's just, you you and it's hard because people have this expectation of like um you know when people look up to people it's like they they really put you on a pedestal right mm-hmm. and at the end of the day like we're just humans like like unless, i mean athletes people that you know go into really tough situations and they come out on top 
that's amazing, right? Like that's, I remember when I was watching, um, I'm never, I'm literally not going to shut up unless you interrupt me, but like, I remember, and I'll, I'll cut it here, but I remember I was watching, um, it was the, it was when the Olympics, the Olympic basketball team had like, it was like Allen Iverson, fucking Kobe. It was like that era. Right. And I remember them uh, just following it. I would wake up early as fuck to watch it. I was like so into it. Like those were like my fucking heroes, right? Um, and then you know, obviously the Lakers and like how amazing they were. And I remember when we lost, they lost to the Suns. It was they were up three one and they fucking lost. Like they lost like three straight. And I couldn't believe it. It was like, it was like holy shit. You know what I mean? Um, and just how like Kobe had always been like this constant. He'd always been like this thing, like this. Like Tom Brady, like he's just like this amazing guy who just fucking his his determination and his willpower is just insane. And there's so much like you could just follow that guy and you're going to make it in life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then when he died, was it two years ago? Yeah. Um, I'm in L.A. So like the whole city was like it was quiet. It was calm. There was it was like a holiday. It was like all the buses, like the buses that like transport people would say like rest in peace Kobe on it. And it was just like, it was just like, like it was a constant. It was just a constant. And for him to be gone, it's just like, why him? Like it's fucking like, you can't even believe it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, but he's one of those guys that uh, he, I think his life, he kind of, he was the psychopath. Right. Um, But then towards the end, he was all about his girls. Yep. You know, and I think that's kind of not a bad way. That's not a bad way to do it. That's how, I mean, that's, and again, I go back to saying that I'm, I've become a real traditionalist. Like, I think, I think the thing that really defines like a, a strong man and a good man is, is being willing to know like when your time is up in a specific role and where you're needed most next, right? Like, being able to then give everything to your family. Like that is one of the biggest marks of a man, right? I would say that you're yeah. not like a, there's, there's nothing manly about neglecting your family or the ones that you love. Right. So like being able, it seems to impossible that. to me. I can't imagine that. I, yeah. I, I like, like, I, like I look at my dogs and I'm like, I'm never going to not grind for these boys. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just dogs, but like, but like, you know, a kid is like that multiplied times, you know, like times 10. And it's like, I can't imagine like not providing. I don't know. Yeah. It's just fucking how I feel. Like, like it's just weird. Like, that's why the whole like growing up for me, like the whole, na- like it was so common to talk about like dead be dead. Like it was like such a common thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it doesn't even make sense. I don't, I don't even know. Like, yeah. So like, that. I mean, that, that segue, the segue, it's perfectly into what I was, that I want to ask you about. I'm so glad because I'm sure you've done a million podcasts with people and all they want to fucking talk about is powerlifting and how do you get programming and all that shit. Mm -hmm. I personally, if if people have really insightful questions, I like answering them like, Ooh, this is a new topic for me to talk about something about, but I hate talking about powerlifting all the time. Yeah. It's fucking I'm very happy that we're not doing that, right? It's like we don't. I only bring it up to relate to the audience, exactly, they, exactly. because they're all. And I, honestly, I guarantee you that this is going to be one of the most viewed and and talked about podcasts that we've. Yeah. It's just, it's. I think it's aside from just the the title. I think it's been really insightful conversation. Um, but it's like 
you know, we don't necessarily think of it as a job cause it's like a, a thing we do all day and there's no like yeah. clock off the clock, but it's like, it's nice to be quote unquote off the clock. And it's like, I don't have to fucking talk about RP or any bullshit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you, do you remember when I actually didn't think we were going to talk about lifting at all? Oh, um, I, yeah, that was not, I, I remember, uh, you know, Grant, I was like, I was yep. like, Oh, I'm going to go on with, uh, with Sean. And he was all like, he literally said, I like intellectual conversations. <laughs> he didn't even <laughs> talk about like, like lifting. He was like, Oh, I got, yeah, it's going to be good. So, yep. you know, it's, um, maybe that's fine. That's why, maybe that's why we're friends with old guys like Brian and Berto. Cause they're just like, they're just older and they get it. And like, we could just like, you know, they, they are, they've already had their like little powerlifting uh fucking i don't know get out of your system thing like i don't know yeah you know what i mean brian's in like that late like brian's in that level that stage where like like i'm i want to hear what the kids are doing i want to know like what's going on like what are you what are your like you know and his stories are fucking hilarious dude i can't believe so yeah. <laughs> about his kids dude it's so funny even when i was out there it was like six years ago um I remember I was asking, uh, I don't want to get his wife's name wrong. I think it's Kelsey. Yep. I was asking her so many questions. <laughs> like I was annoying. I was like, so like, what if Brewer acts up? Can you like hit him? Like, what do you do? Like, <laughs> do you hit him or do you hide, like put him in timeout? Like, what do you do? Do you hide his toys? Like, I was like, does he like doing this? It, Cause to me, like being a parent's like, it's fucking hard. Like, I don't How do you know if you're doing the right or wrong thing? But, yeah. um, my mom said something the other day. She was like, you just try your best. She said, you just try your best and, and you try to make them better than you were. And, and they just hope that, and, and lo- nobody knows how, what they're fucking doing. You know what I mean? So, um, shout out to moms. Shout out to moms. <laughs> yep. You know, so it's, it's, uh, You, I, I remember like when I was younger, I was so terrified of like, fuck, dude. Like, if I had a kid, what do I fuck up? I'm scared of that. I'm scared of make like you only get, you know, you can you, you can make a mistake, whatever this and that. And I just finished watching the boys, and there's a whole thing in there with like father son, and I'm just like, God, you can say the wrong thing at the wrong time, and it just sticks with them forever. <laughs> yeah, you just like you inadvertently scar your kid for life. Yeah, I mean, fuck, dude, it's uh. It's a time, you know, it's a time in my life that I'm sure there are going to be things that I'll be, I'll be terrified of. Like you said, like you don't want to fuck up, but it's something that like, I know that I, I want so badly that I'm just very eager and determined to do it really well. Yeah. Um, which leads me into my, my next question is, you know, what are we grinding for Joey? What is ten, 10 years from now? I'll give you whatever timeline it is that you feel like you get to enjoy the sunset over the grateful universe. What, uh, what do you see? Um, well, what am I grinding for? I think I touched on it a little bit. Um, it's weird because before it started out as like survival and it was just something that I enjoyed doing and like, okay, I don't know if people know this, but like, I've almost been doing this 10 years, almost. And, um, I mean, I've been training people for way more than that, but like powerlifting specifically, it's almost 10 years. And I just like, 
the world was very different back then. It was very, very different back then. Um, it was not as saturated. There wasn't really, I felt like I had a gap that I could fill. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense, but, um, and I just kind of like fell into it. Like I didn't, I enjoyed lifting and social media started to exist. And like, I was able to gain momentum that way, even though um, the amount of following that you need, I think in this sport to be mildly successful is nothing compared to like what you need in like bodybuilding or, you know, something else. Um, but I kind of just like fell into it and it was always like about survival and like, like how am I going to make it to the next day or whatever. And, uh, but it was never financially driven. It was always like, I was training people. I was doing a lot of jobs and then I did powerlifting for fun on the side. And then it just like, I fucking did like a couple meets and it just like popped off. And then I eventually got to a point where I was like, I don't have to train people in person anymore. Um, powerlifting is still kind of obscure. Like CrossFit is like popping off. Um, and then, uh, I remember like once I started doing it better, um, I was able to like, uh, fucking William, right. Will Will's the first coach that I hired and I was really scared in the beginning to hire someone. Um, but it was like the best thing I could have ever done. Cause I, he's really like, he, I mean, maybe I got lucky that he's like super loyal and like always did the right thing and never got like that, like greedy or anything. And I don't know, but seeing how I was able through something that I enjoyed pursuing, like doing my thing, I could help him. And then like, like you saw Mikey buy his house. I was like, fuck man. Like, like there's more good coming from this than just what is like, say like giving me and my family like security. Right. Like I, like there's more, there's good that's coming from it. And when I initially, you know, when I, when you say like, what are we grinding for? It's like, oh, well, I want to make sure mom's okay. And I want to make sure my brother's all right. Um, but I think grinding to create opportunities for good people doing something that I believe has good to it. What are we doing? Yes. We're helping people get stronger, but what else, what there's other thing. Okay. Take out the lifting part. What are we doing? We're helping people overcome adversity in little micro like segments, right? Like ups and downs of training, right? Ups and downs of life, right? And through that growth, um, you're gonna you're gonna grow as a person. And I think that that growth is very positive. Um, you know, so what am I grinding for? I think I'm grinding to help uh, make it. I don't think that if what, what I was doing is, was fulfilling or if I could see like, wow, like by doing this thing that I, that I enjoy doing, I could change this person's life. Right. Like, I know it sounds crazy, but it's like, I mean, I know the situation that my boys are in, like that, that my guys are in. And I know, I know like even some of my lifters, um, that I mean, shit, take Russ, for example, take you for example like like where would you be right now if you had you know like a, you did like one meet you had like a 14 20 14 60 total and then you just stopped lifting and you got into something else i'm sure you'd 
probably do well in that, but like kind of, I mean, you might be glad that it worked out this way than you getting into like the whole corporate world and dealing with all that. And, you know, who, I mean, who knows, maybe you find value in there that way too. Um, but it's just, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm grinding because I feel like the grind can create opportunities and good for others and, and give them a chance to create a life for themselves. And like I said, my guy who I hired at, at that security job ended up freaking finding a wife and they have two kids now. It's like, like I didn't know that was going to happen, but it was being at the right place at the right time. Um, you know, there's so many people like even within, you know, flex to like, they meet each other, they become friends, they find a significant other. You never know. Right. It's, it's, I guess I'm grinding because I feel like in my little way I can create good for people. I can help guide people in some way, whether that, whether they do lifting and they realize like, this is an enjoyable thing. I'm learning a lot about myself or they realize I fucking hate this. But thank you for your time. I, I want to get into something else now. I have a guy. I don't even remember his name, but I still follow him. Um, he was very much into lifting, but like through lifting, he realized like he didn't want to be like he was like overweight. He didn't want to be overweight, and he realized a lot of things about powerlifting that he didn't like that helped him get into other things. And like I see how he's doing now, and I'm like I feel like he found happiness. But but it's not lifting anymore, but lifting, like I said earlier, you could pursue something that you think you might want. Um, and then through that pursuit of that thing, doors will open up mm-hmm. for you. Um, and, and you can find meaning in other ways. So for me, I'm grinding because I want to help those that it's like, like I wrote this. I don't even remember the last time I, I mentioned it, but it's like, I'm on this train and this train is going somewhere and you could come with me on the train um, or you could, you could maybe get your own training and, and ride alongside that train. You know what I'm saying? Um, but at the end of the day, like, like we're going down these railroad tracks and these railroad tracks are leading the fucking, all the things that you think that you might want, right? You think you might want these things. I could say, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm grinding for, um, you know, uh, I'm grinding because I want to fucking like retire on a farm one day. Well, if I retire on the farm, I might want something else, right? I might not be happy. I might not be content. I might not feel like I've done enough. Uh, look at fucking Bill Belichick. He's like 70 something years old. And I don't even know if this guy's happy. <laughs> like he's just like, <laughs> just, I got to win the next game. Got to, you know, do the next thing. And you know, I, I, or maybe it's all, or maybe it's all, um, I feel like I'm going to get to a point we're, you know, still doing this thing after, after a while where I'm going to be like, you know what? Um, I've helped X, Y, Z people like find purpose, find a way, find a path. My mom is good, you know, whatever this and that, everything else from here out is like extra credit, right? Like, I feel like it's just all extra credit. And then it's hard for me because it's like, sometimes I, I wake up and, and I'm, I'm so, into like what I feel like needs to be done in order to like generate the most good. Um, I mean, I don't know if you feel this way, but it's like, let's say, let me use Camden Wilson as an example. One of my coaches, right? Yep. Um, when I like started vetting him and talking to him and like seeing how he was doing things, 
I said, I think he really has potential to be like a full-time coach, which could be very life-changing for him. Um, it, it provides like tremendous freedom. You can fucking work wherever you want in the, in the world pretty much. Um, but he has to follow through on his end. And so that motivate, but, but because I know what good could come for him and his, in his life and his areas, um, uh, it, it motivates me to really want to wake up, get to those fucking emails, you know, grind, try to find the right people for him, you know, things like that. Whereas before 2016, 2017, it was just me. And I kind of went through this, I kind of went through this phase where it was like, I was doing a lot of things that I wanted to do for me, but I, but now that there's other people that like are responsible that I'm responsible for, um, or that would count on me. It like lit a whole, I got, I feel like I got a second life, like a second wind, right? Like, like I'm grinding for them now, you know, I'm already, I'm already like, all right, like I'm fucking fine. I could go live in, I don't know, Midwest somewhere and just delete everything and I'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, but there's more, but there's more people that I feel like I can help. Um, now I, I, you know, I could tell them like power things, a fucking little niche, tiny sport, like go do something else. Like try to, try to fucking be good at, I don't know, literally anything else that you think might be useful. Like I'm sure there's charitable things in the world where you can also make a difference. Um, but this is just what the universe put in front of me and I got into it and I'm still here. And there's a lot of things about it that I like about like the parts of powerlifting that I can't control. Um, or I could potentially influence those things, but I do not, I am not willing to, it doesn't, it doesn't matter enough to me to want to like completely overhaul those things. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, like you're referring to. So, yeah. Right. There's like things about, there's like things about power thing that we see and we're like, this is not, this is backwards. Yeah. Like this, this should not be like that. Um, but it is, and it doesn't change. And there could be more opportunity for everyone on the other side. If, if fucking changes. And I feel like, uh, let me use this as an example. If the year after I leave, like, let's say like flex continues to exist, but like, you know, my class graduates, right? Like my boys graduate. Um, and I'm like, you know what? Like the business can operate, you know, on its own. And, and I take a, take a step back, whatever da, da, da. um, which is way down the way down the line. But then we get into the Olympics, like right after. I would, I would feel like that, like, like that brings me, that brings me to this thought that's in my head. It's like, what is the Olympics and why is it significant? Why is it a big deal? Well, I think that it really stems from the, the, the national or ethnic pride, right? It's, and it's, and it's, essence and in its history it was a way to compete for your country right so you 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 separate the talent by race or by ethnicity or by country and that's what inspired that competition and made it feel like something bigger than yourself because you're you're putting on and you're representing your your home people and i think that it 
in a, in a previous point in history, you know, maybe not even too long ago, I think a lot more people had like pride in their people, right. Where yeah. like, you know, you just, you just felt more of an, an attachment rather than like a more globalistic kind of unity. And I think that's what made it be the bigger thing that it is. Now it's at the point where it just has the prestige and, you know, anybody wants to go cause it's prestigious. But I think that what made it really feel like it's bigger than sports was that you were representing, you know, you think about what it means in your own little circle. It's like, you're representing your mom and dad who woke up, you know, early in the morning to play catch with you before school. You're representing your brothers and, and, you know, relatives who, you know, maybe practice with you in your, in your backyard or you played with, or you're representing your, your teachers who believed in you, right? It's like you had your own little community within that bigger community that contributed to this success. And you're wanting to show that their effort and belief in you went towards something good. That's the way that I look at it. So when you said you feel like it's something bigger than yourself. Yeah. Right. Like you're representing your country. Like I am the best shot that my country has to prove myself against the world. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, you see Olympians fucking break down and cry when they win. And it's like, you grinding for this thing for so long and like the glory and da, 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 this and that an Olympic medal will never leave. You will fucking be immortalized, right? Like you'll never lose that. Um, I was watching fucking the ice skate shit and that shit was like intense. Like it was like some Asian country and I was watching it and the girl made like a little mistake and I didn't even like really notice it. But the announcers were like, Oh man, like, damn, she's going to be knocked down for that. And then they ended up getting like second or some shit. And she was crying so bad. And I was like, bro, that was like a fucking impossible performance that you just did. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 you know, but in that realm, I mean, I guess that was enough to, to give them second, but it was just, it's it's that it's those moments. Okay, at nationals, um, there's like little moments that remind me like why like all the fucking bullshit that we go through is like for this one moment of like feeling the payoff of accomplishment, right? Um, this year was really hard. Uh, I didn't have like all my team there, and then obviously Worlds was like it was tough, um, but you know, those are, those are more, I try to think of all the good that comes from like, like if I, and I learned this, like when I, like I said, in football, I was like, yeah, there's people that are physical specimens and they might not have my mind, but they definitely have like a fucking crazy body. Right. And I could help this person be really, 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 really good at something. And through helping that person be really, really good at something through their reach, through their falling through whatever, they could aspire others to maybe be a little bit better somehow. Right. And that to me, I think is why, why I grind. And I mean, I have my own way of inspiring people in my way. Um, but I just feel like I just want, want to do i think i feel like through our little sport we can do good and i know now someone can watch this and say what the fuck you feel like you're doing good in the world by like coaching lifters and i was like well if you want to put it like that you know maybe not i don't know but i feel like you know how many times have you gotten a message from someone that said something that was like like yeah you're coaching them but like through your interactions with them through your guidance 
you could tell that it made a positive impact on them as a person. Yeah. I feel like that is what it's all about. Um, yeah. I mean, I've had so many of those moments, like really, yeah. really extreme ones. Like one kid who was going through, you know, um, you know, like Navy SEAL shit. And then like my coach who works for me, Jaron, you know, when I hired him and I've told him this, you know, when I went through the interview process with everybody, he had the least coaching experience of all the people that I was considering bringing on. He at the time was a civil engineering major, fucking hated it, like very similar to me. And, you know, you can just feel when someone really cares about helping people, like you could say it all you want, but like you can really feel it when it just radiates off of them. And I remember in that moment, I was like, like Jaron is going to be that fucking guy. And like in the past two years, he has completely blown up as a coach, like completely blown up. And through being able to create an income in this, like he now not only has opened like the, the only like real powerlifting gym in Hawaii, but like he has an entire community that looks to him as, as their leader. Right. And it's like, you don't, you don't get that without that, that one sensitive junction that we were at where, you know, I was able to play a role in that, you know, I think, and I don't want to give myself too much credit here. Cause I think that's, that's maybe a bit arrogant. Jaron inspires me like he really is like one of the I don't know too many people who are willing to work as hard for their people as he does and like that's something that I admire the shit out of him for like it's just so impressive to me so being able to give him the opportunity to display that or to do that in this specific way has been so valuable for me because like powerlifting is just the vessel for it right like yes it's Mm -hmm. You know, we're getting people stronger, but, and, and, you know, we're helping them lift more weight, but it's like, this is just how that, that impact is getting bundled up. Like it could have been fucking anything. Right. But now yeah. he's able to be this leader, um, in that, in that realm. And, you know, one of, I had to pull it up cause I wanted to read it correctly. One of my favorite quotes that I've ever read and it, you know, it makes me think of you and it makes me think of like what I want to do. The quote is, a society grows great when old men plant trees in whose shade they shall never sit. Old men plant trees with whose shade they shall never sit. Break that down for me. Society grows great when old men plant trees in whose shade they shall never sit. Meaning that you're building something that you might never enjoy the fruits of, but you're doing it for the next generation. And I, I, I made a shirt for my apparel that I never released just cause it was made really badly. And I never, uh-huh. I never wanted to sell it. Um, but the quote was inspire the next. And like, that's, that's what I think we want to do. We've right? done, uh, we absolutely, the sport looked very different before I got here. And like I, like you just said, through me doing what I'm doing, you were able to go branch off and do what you did. And then you were under you or under or beside you. You have Jaron who was able to, to be highlighted and gave him an opportunity and kind of goes back to what I said about how, um, I use the phys, I use the, the freak athlete as the, as the example, but it could be 
like, like, like I said, like you could argue that, I mean, I, I don't know if you want to put a number on it, but like inspiring people through your actions, like through lifting, um, people just literally need to just see you to probably get a little bit inspired. Right. But like what, what people really might need, I mean, being, being a good coach slash mentor to someone is like, it's, that's going it, to, you're just, it's like literally the gift that keeps giving. You're helping one person. He's going to help another person. That's going to help another person. And it's like, um, I think we're, we absolutely are doing that. And, and, uh, you know, um, I could, I think I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, I, I think I'm actually recording with them tomorrow, but, uh, I don't remember what the context was or what was going on, but I remember I was talking to Russ about, um, something about power thing and how, like, like, what do you want to leave it with? Like, if you, if you leave, like, what do you want to accomplish? Kind of like, what are you grinding for almost? Right. And he said, I just want to leave it better than, than like, like I want to come do my thing. And when I leave, it's better than it was than before I came in. And I think absolutely myself, him, you, um, there's a tremendous amount of people that we have impacted in a, in a positive way. And if he, does his bodybuilding show and like that just like is a better use of his time. And he's like his fucking falling like 10 times and everything is just way better over there. And he never came back to lifting. Uh, I wouldn't even be, I would just be like, I mean, I probably still do his training, but I would just like, I'd be like, Hey man, like, you know, you did your thing here and you made it better for sure. Like for sure. Definitely made, made it better. Like, like I think we, I don't know. I think we're starting to, uh, to change it. Um, but I feel like I just want, uh, like I would love for there to be a world where like powerlifting was like 10 times bigger. And like, it was like in every high school, like, and, and you know, the, the, somebody like really saw like the goodness that could come from it or, or just like the development of, of, of somebody as they like, you know, they kind of have no confidence and, you know, they're, they're really weak and, and they don't really feel good about themselves, but then they train and then they get stronger and then their body starts to change. But like when I was in high school, I didn't ask, I didn't, I fucking transformed from 160 pound like kid to like 185 pounds, like with fucking muscles, right? From the SBD squat, bench, deadlift, overhead press and power cleans. And then we ran a lot. <laughs> and I just like, I just like blew up from that. And you know, it gave me confidence. It made me feel better about myself. I got really into lifting and, you know, there's a lot of benefit. There's a lot of good that can come through the pursuit of strength. Yes. There's health benefits too. Um, but like mentally, you know, I've had girls that are like super shy. They don't have any friends, you know, and then they get into lifting and then they build, you know, get some momentum, they get stronger. And then people start really encouraging them, you know, as much as there's shit things about powerlifting, there is like a good part of the community that is very encouraging. And then they make friends and then they just completely change. And it's like a super life changing thing for them. I've had lifters tell us like, joy, man, like you saved my life. Like you gave me, you know, purpose and all this stuff and it helped me get friends and everything. And I completely think about myself differently. I'm sure you've dealt with that too. And it's just like, that keeps, that keeps you going. Like, like, yes, like obviously like, um, people pay for services, but like, what is, what is money? It's just like money is, uh, like it's like, it's like work 
um, like someone did work and then they like got money for it and then they're like exchanging like the value because someone put put I mean supposedly like how it's supposed to work somebody had to work for that money and then they could trade you that work or whatever they give up for like something in return and what do we provide we provide a service but through that service you're going to gain personal development some people I mean you could argue that like you know whatever people pay for coaching is like that what they're going to gain as a person and like as as themselves or whatever is going to be worth like infinitely more than that um and some people they they just keep it super like nope i'm only here to get stronger i don't give a fuck about nothing else because i already got everything else in my life sorted and that's fine um but yeah i mean i mean that question you asked is hard to answer uh you know i can't I could just say, I want my mom's house paid and then I'm going to fucking dip out. You know what I mean? Or I could say, there's a lot of really good that can come from what we're doing. I think, um, you know, someone might say, who fucking cares about what you're doing? Like, you're just, you know, you get paid to do it. And I'm like, yeah, but I feel like there's a little bit more value there than just like number on the bar go up. You know, I don't know. That's what I think. Um, I don't, I don't know if I'll ever be, when I was younger, I used to think work really hard and then like relax and like chill out and just like do nothing. Um, but I feel like once you have, once you find like that kind of like a purpose, it's like, you don't want to stop, you know? And I thought about the other day, I was like, like as a coach, I could go forever almost, you know? Um, but as like a lifter, obviously your body, I mean, you know, my body's like breaking down and there's like shit, that I'm dealing with and it's uh it really has given me a lot of perspective um it's weird I feel like it forced me to slow down on certain things mm-hmm. and it uh I don't know I've just really been thinking about like I've really been like I need to spend more time with my mom that's how I've been thinking mm-hmm. I'm doing a shitty job of that but I like I, I really I've been thinking like I need to spend more time with my mom um uh, I need to see Chris more, you know, I need to make up for, you know, there's, there's no matter what you do in your life and tell, you can tell me if I'm wrong, you're never going to be able to spend enough time with the people that mean the most to you as much as you want. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. It's fucking yep. impossible. Yeah. Um, I, I a thousand percent agree. And I think that through a lot of this stuff that we care about, you know, the things that we do, we, we miss out on a lot of that. You know, I was talking to a really good friend of mine today and we were talking about, you know, like all, all we ever have are moments. Like they could be big, they could be small, but like they're a snippet, right? Once we, you know, pass our way through time, it's, we get moments and the moments become memories. And it's like, we're, we're always going to like be wanting to like go back and grab them because mm-hmm. you know maybe we forgot how you know, exactly what that person's smile looked like. You forgot exactly what it felt like to be in that situation. Like this memory is not enough. Like give me, give me more of it. Right. So like all you can do is just make sure that you maximize every, every present moment with those people. And like, I mean, that's, that's like my goal, right? Like I I talk about, and I resonate with everything that you're saying when it comes to paying it forward and, and inspiring this next generation and really leaving yeah. a mark on the people that you work with. But like the pinnacle to me of that really is like the, the family life, like 
being able to share those experiences with, you know, a wife, kids and instill all of that to them. Like to me, it's like sharing experiences with the people that you love and like passing lessons to the people that need them are like the two most important things that you can do. I don't know if this is fucked up to think, but it's like my football coach said this to us and I haven't thought about it in uh, 15 years. Um, My high school football coach, he said, uh, you know, you guys asked me why, like, I don't have a family. And it's like, he said, like, you guys are my family. Uh, And I spend more time with this guy than like, we spend more time with him than our families for sure. hundred percent. Like, like we're at school all day. We're with him for like six hours after like, like weights, film, fucking practice, like Saturday morning. And then I see my mom for like an hour, you know, two hours, whatever. And, um, so you get really close with people and, you know, I, I thought about like, Do do you stop doing what you're doing if what you're doing causes like like can can create good for um if what you're doing creates good for a lot of people like a lot right is it worth it to slow that down or replace it with doing good with like you know your own like like starting a family of your own and I think it's weird because like for us, like, you know, in lifting, I would say like, yeah, it's probably better to, you know, you could probably still coach people and have kids at the same time. Um, maybe being an athlete would have to take a little bit of a, of a hit or whatever. But like, if you're somebody like, if you're somebody like on a grander scale that feels like their purpose, like if, if, I mean, I kind of, as I'm going through this, speaking to you, I think about like Elon Musk, right? And he has like a million kids, right? Like I said, I said he's like hard to be, he's hard to maintain a relationship with one woman because he's so like, like, I don't know if he genuinely just wants to like spread his fucking seed to as many women as possible. Cause in his mind, he feels like he needs to like do that to like do good in the world. Or if he is just like, maybe he falls in love with people, but he can't, stay with them because it's like, Nope, I got to go fucking work on the spaceship. And then I got to go deal with fucking Tesla bullshit. And then I got to go deal with fucking getting internet to the people in Ukraine or something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, like he, but he's able to have kids and do a bunch of good too. So like, I remember there was an Island that like ran out of power and like, he got that shit up in like, like five days. You know what I mean? Like they just brought everything over there. So it's, um, but I don't think I, but I, but I wonder if operating at that capacity, there's no way that you can be like a really like super nurturing father. Cause you're going to be fucking gone all the time. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's what I was going to say. It's like, you know, you, you, I, I just don't think you can, you know, there's, there's things that I, I really admire about Elon and kind of how we talked about earlier, how like these people are, are martyrs and they they serve as inspiration when we're kind of wavering in our, resilience to kind of get us kickstarted again and, and, and push us toward whatever it is that we're trying to do. But no, like his, his fucking kids probably all hate him. Like who the fuck is he to them? 
you know, and, and that's, I don't see any virtue in, in doing what he does on that side of things. And, you know, to me, to answer your question, like, is it worth, you know, giving up um, or like not doing good here and then doing good somewhere else? It's like, I don't think that you are like, first, the first thing is like, what is, what is good and what is not, or what is right and what is not, I think really depends on just what it is that, that you want, right? Like this is a very personal matter and, and it has yeah. to really be what you want because it is, it is your life. Number one. Um, number two, I think that you're not doing bad by not doing good. Right. Like I think that, it, you know, you can, you can know when to, yeah. to hang it up, right? Like it's hard to, right. Cause you want to keep doing that. Um, and, the, and I guess the third thing is like, you know, I think that everybody would kind of, I think everybody would understand. Like I, I, and the reason I say that is, you know, the person that you're afraid you're not going to inspire, like he's going to have his own thing that he wants to do and feels like is, is serving his purpose. But like, guess what? When he's, you know, 32, like you are, he's going to be thinking, wow, I just want to spend time with my family and I want to spend time nurturing these relationships. And I think that's what everybody wants. So I think that in the same way that we want to pay it forward, I think everyone has this mutual understanding and everyone ends up actually being better off when we all accept that each person just wants to like love and be loved and, and do all these things with the people that they care about. I, uh, I'm, I mean, it, it is, it is, it makes me happy to see my mom smile. I don't think any son would disagree with that. Um, but like for me, uh, if I had, you know, Joy Flex Jr., I would, I would like, I'm going to fucking be there. I'm going to be there. I don't give a fuck. I'll move a mountain. I'll do what I got to do. Um, because, you know, uh, shit. I don't want to get too personal. Like for me, it's just like, I mean, having parents is like irreplaceable. And, um, you know, those relationships where like the mom and dad, like they don't get along, but like, or they're like fucking over each other, but like they stay together for the kid. Mm -hmm. I actually don't, I might not be a bad thing. I don't know. I, I, I I know what you're saying. I, I I respect it in a way because, you know, it is like, it's not healthy for either party, right? There's no question there. And I'm sure in hindsight, you know, the kid ends up being 25, 30 years old and he's going to say, I wish, it out. Yeah. he's like, I wish that you guys had, you know, taken care of yourselves because that's no way to live, whatever. But like, you know, the, the future of, of the human race depends far more on good parents leading the way because you have the opportunity in like we talked about, you have phases of your life where you serve a role and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, Joey Flex, you've, you've served this amazing role in, in changing all these people's lives and building the sport of powerlifting and, and crafting this, this, this inner circle um, it, within the heart of, of powerlifting, right? But now that is a, if you exited, the system is now self-sufficient or functioning because of what you did right? If everybody decided to just stay in it, 
and they don't want to contribute to raising children. It's like, what happens 10 years, 20 years, 50 years down the road? You now have nobody who is competent, who is emotionally capable, who, who handles relationships properly. It's like the benefit, the future, the good of the future depends far more on you serving that role, catering toward those relationships than it does you staying in that role just because you know that in the now there are people who need you. You said something, um, there's a lot of like, you know, when they say like, oh, like, how do you stop? Like, not like, okay, people that are, um, fuck, I've never talked about this before. People that are like, they missed something in their childhood and they take it out on like a classroom, right? You get what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. How do you fix that when people say, oh, how do we, you know, what can America do to fix shit like that from happening? If they had a solid mom and dad, I don't think that would happen, in my opinion. Um, yeah. that, I feel like- that and the FBI and CIA didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's like a lot of, there's a lot of. I kill myself. Let yeah. me just get that out of the way. <laughs> there's a lot of like things in the world that like are wrong because of okay say you get a guy who's like a politician right or gets in a position of power but he but he had he can never win his dad's approval he can never win it right that's gonna reflect in his fucking politicalness like his his position of like affecting a lot of people's lives hopefully for the better that's going to reflect in that. You know what I mean? And it's so, I think it begins at fucking home, man. I am so thankful that my mom, uh, like raised me and Chris the way that she did. I mean, she was really fucking hard on me. I remember. Um, but it made me like tough and it made me, it made me like, like, dude, like the kid, the shit kids complain about these days. I'm like, brother, you fucking have a great, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're good. Like, what do you mean? You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, it's just, uh, but it's all relative, right? Like people, people, like if you and I could handle like this much fucking adversity, right? Like this much. And, and we had to like go through it and gain the ability to be able to handle that. Right. Um, a lot of other people like, it's so weird because I feel like at the moment in your life that you tackle adversity, some people somehow make it to like 30 and they don't fuck, they didn't have to deal with shit. So when they deal with anything, they freak the fuck out and they don't know how to handle it when there's kids that have dealt with that shit, like way, 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 way earlier in life. And it's, um, I think it's Joe Rogan who talks about like how adversity is like a good, maybe Joe Rogan got it from someone else, Goggins or some shit, but adversity is like a good thing. Like it's, it's, um, okay. Like I'm going to use video games as an example. (laughs) All like all good video games, they need like, like difficulty and like progression, right? You need to have, I mean, yeah, you need to have like your guy starts out like weak and then like you overcome challenges and as you overcome these challenges, you gain strength and you, you work your way up. You can continue the process da, 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 and then you get to the final boss and then you beat the game and then, and then like you feel accomplished. Right. Um, and that is like a very like nice little, little like, okay. 
Um, I'm just going to use Monster Hunter as an example because I fucking love that game. Um, Monster Hunter has like low rank, high rank, and then in Japan it was called G rank, right? G rank's fucking, you got to be like a god, right? And it all starts out like, you're, like I said, your guy's weak. You, you, you know, you got to like fight like stronger monsters, like get stronger, but like it's real, there's, it's hard because like, you're on the brink of like, I'm not quite there to like smoke this monster and he's kicking my ass, right? But as as you like knock pieces off of him, you can get the materials you need to like build the gauntlet and then you can build the legs and eventually you can build the full armor and then you can beat him easy, right? It's like, it's like, that's kind of like how life is. It's like, you know, when I was in high school, I dealt with this amount of adversity. Before that, I dealt with like, not having a dollar twenty-five to get on the bus to go to Beverly Hills Health and Fitness and work the front desk for eight dollars an hour, right? Like it was like, how do I do this? Just get on the bus and hope the sheriffs don't show up. Um, you know what I'm saying? And it's and it's and it's like having three dollars to like I gotta survive like a day with three bucks. Like, how am I gonna do that? Well, back in the day you could you can get like a bag of chips, some cookies, and a drink for three bucks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's like you gotta there's different levels of like you know, I remember when I was young, I always wanted a fucking computer. Like I always wanted a good computer. Cause I love, like I was, I grew up in an era where like, like it was just starting. It was like, you know, computer gaming, like was a thing. And I, when I was like on computer games, like I swear to God, I, I went through the transition of dial up to like ethernet and like, you know, way faster internet, Wi-Fi, and all that. That shit changed everything, right? I feel old as fuck talking about it, but literally Wi-Fi was like, it was like the greatest invention ever. Um, and I always wanted a PC. And then there was a point, uh, you know, within the last decade where I said, I could buy fucking any PC I want. You know what I'm saying? And, and but I never, but I, but I always lived my life as if I was like always working for that. You know, like I didn't just go buy all the pieces as soon as I could. I just continue to use those values of like, like, you know, saving money and just like working hard and like finding how I can progress. And what I have found like uh, very helpful for me, um, and I don't necessarily know if everybody's built this way and maybe this is something that you learned in school is like, um, I would intentionally take on like a little bit more than I was used to. And then I grew into that. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, where like, yeah, I remember like financially, eh, I don't know what year it was. I couldn't afford my car. I got a brand new iPhone. I just got an apartment. Um, I had just broken up with my girlfriend at the time. So I didn't have like, you know, she couldn't help me pay for the other half. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to pay for any of this. And I got 30 days to figure it out. And I did, I, I got a job at a, a job at a retail store. I was a personal assistant for some lawyer lady. I would fucking walk her dog and do random shit for her. Uh, I would bounce. So I would do security at night. Um, and then I was training people and I just fucking did it. Just fucking figure it out, brother. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, I couldn't just like be shredded Joey flex and post and like get, you know, sponsorship money because back then it was like, you had to be like on steroids and like, it didn't matter. It didn't exist. Like there was no companies that there wasn't really a, I mean, I, I'm, I mean, I don't know if you remember, like, was there, so like we have like, uh, what do we have? Young LA. We have, um, Oh my God. Who is Ryan Dangler with? Ugh. It's like the same kind of niche. Alphalete. Yeah. Alphalete, Young LA, you know, all these different like clothing places, uh, Barbell Brigade back in the day. Right. 
And back then, like there wasn't any of that. It was all supplements. There was no digital marketplace for anything. You had to fucking go out there. I I had to go into the grocery store when I was in Kansas because I wanted to work and not just like live off my school money. I was like, hello, sir. My name is, you know, Joey. I am from, you know, California. I am going to school here. Like I was wondering if you had a job. And they said, yeah, we could we could uh, put you in the meat department. Can you start tomorrow? I swear to God, the true story. It was a Tuesday. I remember. It was a Tuesday and he it literally, it was just like, put my name down, like fill this out. And then like, I worked the next day and it was like, <laughs> that, that doesn't exist anymore. That does not exist anymore. You go into target and do that. They're going to be like, Oh, did you fill out the form online? Oh, did you fill out the form online? Oh, did you fill out the form online? You know what I'm saying? It's just, and there's like a million other people, you or know, you I mean, a, or you need a four year degree to fold clothes. <laughs> yes, you, dude. It's so fucked. It's like, it's so fucked. Like whatever, like I genuinely feel like a lot of kids these days aren't going to have like, like there was a key skill back then to having to like go in in person and like introduce yourself and fucking shake someone's hand and be like, like, I just here to work. I just want opportunity, anything you can give me. And then we live, we live in a shittier time, man. Things have simultaneously gotten more difficult yet. People have lost the skills to deal with the difficulty. Like we have made, <laughs> it's so we have bad. Made, yeah. The same people that have made things more expensive and more difficult have also made people weaker and more complacent. It's just like the the exact thing that you need to do to be able to keep up with this like climate. You just, you're, you're losing all of that. So it's Dude, just, and it's, it's uh, and it's crazy because like, I am all for like, like taking care of your mental health. You have to, like, I really feel like you do Like having like, in like conversations with like people that you care about. Um, I feel like for like really stable men, it's pretty rare, but I mean, it's, 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 it's good to do that. It's good to do that. It's good to, to talk to your boys, right? You gotta have, you gotta have your boys and shit like that. Um, to, to, to kind of get through things and, and you want to have people around you that have like a level head to where like, like you can say like, Hey man, like this is how I feel right now. Am I fucking crazy? You know what I mean? Like you need to have people like that, but there's, it's like, nowadays, like people use like, Oh, run into a little bit of challenge, mental health. Oh, a little bit of chat, mental health, mental health, mental health, mental health. It's like mental health is important, but you also need to like, I don't know where I'm going with this. You need to, you need to just, sometimes shit's going to be hard and that's all right. And you're going to have to figure it out. And it's, it's the, the, like going through that adversity and, and figuring shit out that's going to help you grow. And it's not always going to be, um, you know, what, what do I, what, what's the word? Like working through when you're under duress, I, I don't think is necessarily the worst thing. You're going to fucking get stronger from that. Yeah. hundred percent. So that's, that's my spiel on, on this generation and being <laughs> everything. God damn, man. Yeah. We gotta be the, we gotta be the, the, the ones to, To point people in the right direction sometimes, but you got to just as a, as a technique to it, you know, it's not like it's all you care about. You got to like slip it into like, I, you overshot. Here's a little life lesson. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, he kicked your ass, didn't it? You didn't like how that felt. All right. We'll fucking listen next time. <laughs> Control your goddamn emotions. Motherfucker. Oh my God. Goddamn two hours up in this bitch. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like this is a good place to end. 
yeah this is i think that this was really really good man free um, level up points kids what's up free level up points no i think there's a lot of really good valuable shit in there and um I hope that at least one person can take something away from this <laughs> nice conversation. If I can just help one person, then I know that my efforts were worth it. Yes, oh, I can man. die I, after helping one. You know, I I I told people on my so like on my on my Instagram last week. I was like, oh, I'm gonna have a special guest on this, and I purposely didn't tell people that it was you because I knew that I was gonna get flooded with. What does Joey do if someone is having difficulty with their high bar squat? Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> I, I, I want people to not know what they're, they got into in listening to this. So if you're, yes, two I hours, think that's good. I think that's good. Um, I was thinking about it earlier. I was like, I was like, people are going to think this is about, okay, people are going to think this is about like, drama or like some bullshit like that or powerlifting or da 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 or IPF or whatever. Yep. But what they're going to get is going to be worth way fucking more than all that shit. Yep. <laughs> yeah, man. Absolutely. Fuck, man. So, yeah, it was a good, Dude. it was good. We like, honestly, like the mental, it's not, it's, it's, a, it's good to talk about um, shit like that. And, and, you know, I think most of our audience is like, probably younger than we are and they definitely younger than me and they you know they can uh they can definitely take away from shit they can definitely take away from what we talked about yeah i really hope so man and that's why i knew i knew coming into this like you were like oh is there any specific things you want to talk about i'm like yeah i have some stuff in mind but this shit's gonna just it's gonna flow like i've known you for so fucking long and we both love to hear ourselves speak so much that it's uh (laughs) it's it's i don't i don't know if i like it i just fucking i don't stop i don't shut the fuck up unless someone tells me <laughs> but um Dude, yeah you, pleasure man yep thanks I for having me you. um i hope you guys gained something from it and uh shit if you made it this far hashtag real one in the comments <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know if this is gonna have a comment section I'm thinking, I'm thinking what I want to do. Cause I think this has been a pretty successful model for like, like I try to, you know, who's really good at this. Candido is really good at noticing like what trends are like really viral and what's like picking up and what gets a lot of views. And, you know, obviously that's not my primary goal, but it's just, mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting thing to, to consider like months ago, months ago, Johnny was like, these road lavalier mics, like people are going to start fucking wearing these things in the gym. And now you have You're wearing it? fucking wearing these things. Show me. No, no, no. I don't, I don't have one on. I was oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what I'm talking about? Russ has it in his video. Yeah, those little things. It. Yeah. Yeah. Months ago, before anyone was fucking wearing it, he's like, people are going to start using these in the gym. And fucking every video on Instagram now, like you have kids with like 300 Wilkes's, like bringing a Rogan mic to the gym and fucking filming their shit. Um, I mean, shit, man. Like, we had a... The OnlyFans girls at Zoo all have them. (laughs) And then you have, you know, the with podcasts, for example, like whole podcasts don't even do well anymore. Like you look at like what gets a ton of views. It's like you have Gary Vee or Joe Rogan or Peterson. They just post the snippets and you just post the snippets in little doses. So what I would like to do is I definitely would like to go chop that shit up, brother, chop it up and and post it. I'm going to post the whole thing, obviously, but just post the little bits and. And kind of do the do the you should use tiktok i know it sounds dumb but just put it on there yeah i think that's a a good idea just fucking put a piece on there um you could do reels you could do uh 
wait, can do you have access to YouTube? Um, what are those things called? It's like the short things. Yeah, shorts. Yeah, you could do that. Yep. Those get fucking views. Um, you know who I look at? I watch a lot is uh, like it'll be Jordan Peterson's daughter, and I'll say like a topic that I actually care about. It'll be like men suck at this, and I'm like, let me fucking see this shit. <laughs> no, we don't. Fuck you. Yeah, and it's like it's like some guy on that that's like i'm like oh it was like that was a good thing i was like ah oh, you guys baited me got me to click but yep. just like we did with everybody in this yep exactly <laughs> y'all need to hear this yep all right joey i yep. uh i really like i said i really appreciate you coming on like i always it's funny that people think we like i get q a questions We're like do you and joey have beef and i'm like bro have you not seen like we we literally have talked to each other like almost every day, sometimes publicly yeah. for the past however many years. But um, this was a great uh, a 10th episode of the podcast. And um, yeah, we got to we got to keep moving forward with it. You know, I the all first nine episodes were just all amongst our coaches and any mixture of us. But I definitely mm-hmm. want to do more of these just like interviews with people that, you know, people are going to want to hear from. So thank you guys so much for listening. You guys know Joey. At in, on Instagram, you're at Joey Flex with two X's and a seven. Yes, sir. Your YouTube, Thanks. it's just Joseph Franzo or Joey Franzo. Joseph Franzo, yeah. You could just Joseph. type Joey Flex on YouTube and it should come out. Got you. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank yep. you guys for listening. If you made it thus far, and there is a comment section for you to comment hashtag real one. If I post, <laughs> I'm not making any guarantees. Hashtag real one. But that is it for episode ten, and we will see you guys in the next one. Later, boys.